0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Celebrating Fork Fest number seven. What the fork is going on? The seventh annual Fork Fest. But the first year, it was actually called Somalia Fest. Oh, right. And it happened, it was... Created as a response to Ian Freeman being banned. Some people, you know, obviously did not approve of that. So they forked off and made their own festival. And that's how ForkFest came into existence. And it has since evolved and grown into its own thing. And when I say it's grown into its own thing, I mean it. Because ForkFest is decentralized. It is. No one is in charge. So no one's planning anything. I mean, okay. We say that, right? But realistically
0: I'm planning a thing.
1: Yes, but no one's planning Fork Fest. Right, yes. Sort of, right. But we did we're the ones who pick the dates, right? So I mean we say no one is in charge and that's true, but and people can pick their own dates for Fork Fest. It's all very confusing and this is the decentralized nature of things. But Fork Fest is going on right now from June the fifteenth through June the 18th. And if you're listening to this, it's still happening. There's one day left because I'm pretty sure this episode's going to go on Saturday. Yes. Yes. Because that way Ian can come up here to go to the wedding Now if we nail out two full shows today Then we'll also give them one for tonight But I think I'm probably just going to call in to Free Talk Live tonight To give them an update on how things are going Because yes the
0: eyewitness report Yeah Nice
1: I do it every year And well not every year Every year that Ian's not here Because usually he's here And we don't need someone to call in Because there's no one there to talk to Sure But people have begun rolling in And there is a dome being built down there at the bottom of the hill I'm looking forward to checking that out We didn't have a dome last year, if I remember correctly. We usually have a dome. It's the pirate spaceship one year. The Big Gay Disco was another one. It was originally the Big Gay Dance Party. Right, right. And then the person who ran that, I don't remember his name, stopped coming. But on that subject, that's what I want to talk about, because there was a drag show there a number of years ago, and it happened and everything went just fine. Right, no one's kids got molested. No one got attacked. <laughs> Everything was just fine because drag queens, believe it or not, are just like normal damn people. Only they like putting on a show. They're performers, yeah. In the same way that D. Snyder, who I go to as the obvious person who does makeup and puts <laughs> on this big theatrical performance.
0: By the way, screw D. Snyder, but yeah, I was gonna say uh, along those lines. Um, if anybody. Out there listening, who's upset with the Drag Queen Story Hour thing, you know, particularly here regarding Fork Fest and Pork Fest, uh, and you listened to any sort of 1980s glam rock slash uh, heavy metal. I, I, I'm reluctant to call it heavy metal, but uh, you participated vicariously in a Drag Queen show because all of them dudes were wearing. Buku hairspray, makeup, fishnet stockings—I mean, all of oh, the things, right? Dead. If you listen to Bon Jovi, if you listen to Cinderella, if you listen to Winger, you White know snake, those dudes. Those dudes had more, uh, what I want to call makeup, hairspray, all these accessories, than your girlfriend did.
1: Yep, absolutely. And for those who haven't been following this, I don't know how you missed out on it. It's been rather a controversy. There is some issues going on with the Porky My Freedom Festival this year and drag shows because Maj, who has been invited to speak, who is a paid speaker, most of the speakers here aren't paid. How does he get paid and other people don't? Someone privately gathered up the money, and a, a realty company gathered up the money
0: in order to uh, pay his okay. appearance fee. But like, look. Free market. Okay, that's fine.
1: Well, it's sort of. I mean... In general, yes. They're
0: free to spend their money to pay whomever, I guess. But
1: it's a libertarian festival, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you have a libertarian, you can put a microphone in front of them, (laughs) and they'll start talking. (laughs) Like a few years ago, there was this poor college girl, super cute, who came here to do an interview. She had five questions yeah. that she was tasked by her university professor to ask libertarians here. And the poor girl would she she would spend an hour with a single libertarian because there were questions about the economy or what they think right. about the government or whatever. And libertarians can just go endlessly. Oh, long winded for topics. sure. Yes. And so she would, she probably planning to interview like you know fifteen to twenty people. Instead, she got through maybe Two. Four, four, maybe oh, four or five. Okay. That's admirable. And of course, we had our on free talk live, and it was a lot of fun. And she was supposed to contact me and let let us see the final study or whatever it was she was doing, but yeah. she never did that. I'm not terribly surprised. So anyway, Maj is coming, and he threatened to roll up on. That was the terminology he used. to any- roll up on you? Any drag queen story hour taking place in, quote, his community. And Bonnie then said, Bonnie of of Free Talk Live, obviously, then said, well, you better not. No, she did not say you better not. She said, well, you might not want to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival then, because we're going to have tons of drag shows, which obviously isn't
0: the case. (laughs) Right. Tons of drag shows. Yeah. There might be one.
1: Recently in Lancaster... Like, within the last few weeks, they were putting on a drag show okay. at the public library. And it was two drag queens, uh, Katniss Everqueer, and Emoji <laughs> Nightmare, right? Drag names. That's about what you would expect. Yeah. One of these, it turns out, is a cis woman, as I understand it. But the, the, these are hard left people, right? Uh, okay. One of them, I don't know which one. Ian watched the video. I have not. They did a video about... Uh, fat pride is essentially like they, they, fat they, pride. Yeah, these are That's hard okay. left people, and they are both on the bigger side. And but these are hard leftists, right? Okay. So I assumed they they you know when I emailed them they Googled me or they already knew about me and were like, no, we don't want no, yeah. no, you're you're too controversial because I get that a lot, and I think that would be ironic if they refused to. Oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so that event was back going up, to back be backpedal, yeah. rewind. It was going to be at the Lancaster Public Library here, but conservatives got really 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 upset about the possibility that Jim Bob might take his kids to go see this thing and God forbid Jim mm-hmm. Bob as a parent have the right to decide what is best for his children. Yeah. That's that's the hurdle that they seemed unable to jump. Is it if for for a child to be at a drag queen story hour, the parents of that child must have decided to take that child to that drag queen story hour, yeah. unless the child walking distance maybe, the the possibility of a child yeah. being there without their parents' explicit permission is extremely low.
0: Yeah, uh, rare even. Like, I mean, yeah. how does that really happen? Like, ever has it happened ever? That like a child has been to one of these without their parental consent.
1: I sincerely doubt it. But obviously, uh, most parents aren't going to have any issue with this. And there's lots of good reasons for this. Mark asked the question, well, why does someone want to do a drag story? Hour? Well, Mark, we think it's important. I think it's important to expose children to different ways of life that they may otherwise not know about.
0: Right. Yeah, I certainly I mean, I don't have kids, but I certainly uh, do not believe that you should shield your children from reality because all that happens and I'm just speaking from experience as a child who's uh, I've had several different sets of parents but many of them uh, were of the shielding variety they wanted to protect me from all the bad things in the world and so then when I finally struck out on my own uh, I was shocked by reality And it wasn't anything like they had described. And so I had to, like, reform all of my my thoughts and my patterns and my habits around this new reality when they could have saved me a whole bunch of time by just not shielding me from reality in the first place and explaining things truthfully as I grew. I'm I'm a firm advocate, though, that, you know, children should
1: be exposed to things that broaden their minds. It would be totally fine to have a... A black person story hour or a Chinese American story hour or whatever, like especially here in New Hampshire, where they're not ordinarily going to encounter a lot of black people or Asians or whatever. It's important for them to go, hey, this is normal. It's okay, And you treat them just like you treat every other human being. Right. And they don't wish you any harm, just like every other human being doesn't really wish you harm. So conservatives got really upset about this drag queen event that was happening in Lancaster, this drag queen story hour. And they began threatening violence, you know, as conservatives like Maj tend to do when uh, something so? happens. Like,
0: like what kind what kind of violence?
1: I don't know. I didn't see the, I didn't see the reports. I just know that the library canceled the event. They
0: were like, look, this is, oh. they, they did get
1: some security that was going to work it. But eventually, even that wasn't enough, and the library was like, look, we're pulling the plug on this.
0: So the library said, we've received some threats, and we're canceling the thing? Well,
1: we don't know who received the threats. I just know that it was the library that canceled the event. The the two drag queens, to their credit, and White Mountain's Pride, to their credit, they wanted to continue the show. They wanted to keep doing it. And so I was like, man, that's awesome. I think you should have kept doing it, too. So I have an event happening on June the 22nd, I think. I think it's the 22nd. What day is it? It's Thursday. Okay. And when I because Windows 11 sucks. When I click the actual date icon, it obviously <laughs> doesn't open a calendar like it used to. It's like not it should. Today
0: though, it's next Thursday. Right. Uh, well, today's Friday. Uh, t- sorry.
1: Yeah, but it, June June the 22nd at 3 p.m. though is when I was hoping to have my tranny story hour. And here's two drag queens who just had an event cancelled here in Lancaster. Yeah. So I'm like, hey. Come do your thing at my thing. We can merge the two things and have one really awesome thing. You extended the invite. Yeah. There's going to be 3,000 people here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, especially by Thursday. Yeah. You could get a really huge crowd. And, you know, I warned them. I was like, some of these people are conservatives. And the reason I'm doing this is because I want to push back against those conservatives. I want to make the bigots uncomfortable again. I want to make them feel unwelcome. Yeah. Just like they're trying to make trans people feel unwelcome throughout society. To that end, I have two flags of arriving Moore. One is a Satanist flag, and one is an LGBT pride flag that I'm going to have hanging here at the site. I wish I had just brought my own, but I didn't think about it until yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. I, I, you know, there, $6 is a flag on Amazon, so I was like, ship it up. Yeah. Right. So I invited, the, I invited these two drag queens out to Porcupine Freedom Festival. I, you know, I, probably, I would have had to buy them day passes, I'm assuming, to get them here and side, sure. but it would have been fine. But they didn't get back to me, and time kept going, and they didn't get back to me, and they didn't get back to me. And White Mountains Pride didn't get back to me. I emailed White Mountains Pride. I contacted both of them, both of the drag queens, through Instagram. Bonnie emailed White Mountains Pride, and I suspect she also contacted them I, through Instagram. I
0: have to ask. Did, did you call?
1: I didn't have a way to get in touch with them.
0: They don't have a phone number on their website? Or oh, no. White like
1: Mountain's that? Pride. It's just a Gmail account. Oh, okay. That's pretty all much right. all it is. And... I, w- I didn't even know who these people were, right? I just knew that there was an event that had been canceled in Lancaster, and it wasn't until some conservative who was really upset and he did a expose on these evil drag queens and he happened to release their identities their drag story names yeah. uh, their drag names in this little old thing it was all it was all fud and lies that he was you know, creating to spin about these two drag queens. But that was how I found out that it was Katniss Everqueer and Emoji Nightmares because he was the one in his irate anger about these two evil drag queens, he gave me their contact information. So <laughs> thanks, thanks, conservative. So I contacted them, Backfire. Bonnie contacted them, and yesterday one of them finally got back to me. I, I want to say it was emoji nightmare, but I'm not one hundred percent sure off the top of my head. But she reports or he I don't I don't know what you call a drag queen they report that they will not be able to attend the event because they have another event on that same day, at uh, that same time. Eh. I, you know, I, I tend to believe people are honest and telling the truth, but the delays that it involved with them getting back to me and like they're...
0: They, they have, probably had a meeting
1: they have large Instagram presences, right? They saw my messages, yeah. and I sus- and they saw the White Mountains Pride emails from both me and Bonnie, and probably a few other people. And they, I would understand if they're like, "No, look, we just we just don't want to do it." Plus, I said, "You can read whatever you want, but it would make this a lot easier if you read one of the Total Twins books that I will provide." Yeah, right. You don't. I'm not going to say you have to read that, right? But it would make this a lot. It would. Make that pill a lot easier to swallow. The Tuttle Twins
0: are seriously like if you got kids and you're freedom oriented, the Tuttle Twins is where it's at.
1: It's idyllic weather. A lot of times at Fork Fest, the weather is not what you would like. Sometimes it's too hot. Sometimes it's too cold. Like I remember one year it dropped down to like thirty something degrees one night because we are at the mountain in the mountains of New Hampshire. It gets pretty cold
0: up here at night. Yeah, it's weird. Shorts, T-shirts, and flip-flops during the day, and then hoodies and hats and you know yep. flannels at night.
1: However, today it's like 73 degrees. It's absolutely it's perfect weather. And I can't help but notice how green the campground is. It's right? very green this it, year. Is it just me, or is everything The grass is a lot brighter than yeah. it normally is. Like, I saw the picture I took of the Free Talk Live site, obviously, and I'm just shocked when I look at it at how vibrant and luscious the
0: the grass is. Including the rain that's still to come, it has rained quite a bit as far as summer is concerned. Like, spring has just sort of carried over into summer. We've had thunderstorms that, you know, are not that common. Uh, They they do happen at least annually here, but... Yeah, I miss uh,
1: thunderstorms, man. That was one of the best things about living in Mississippi.
0: (laughs) When I moved here from Seattle... I forgot that thunderstorms were a thing, and then the first spring, I heard the. Th- I'm like, oh yeah, thunder boomers, man! I forgot about those. I was excited, and of course,
1: tomorrow, I, man, I'm so scattered. Right, like I was supposed to bring some wireless microphones and an address, and because tomorrow, of course, is Nikki's wedding. Nikki and Matt of the show, you may know from, you know, Rogers Campground or from Great the people, show Live. The yep, they are getting married tomorrow, and. And I'm performing the ceremony, and I've never performed a wedding ceremony, so this is this is a new experience for me. As the high priestess of the Reformed Satanic Church, not very many of the things we've done were like monogamous, yeah. right? B- big on orgies and that sort of thing. Not so much the monogamy. Yeah. So we never done this particular ritual but you know i'm excited for it and i'm looking forward to it and it's well, gonna be great
0: I'm, I'm ordained technically by the church of spiritual humanism uh, that's where the reverend part of reverend captain Kickass comes from i've been asked repeatedly to be you know sort of the reverend at people's weddings and i turn them down all the time uh because i just don't like the whole state-sponsored marriage thing right and and none of these people have been sort of You know, types where they're like, "Well, we're going to get married, but we're not involving the state." Whereas this is that case, I believe. Uh, Matt and Nikki. No, they're involving the state. Are they? Yeah,
1: Uh but I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's it's necessary for legal reasons, like.
0: What it's legal just, reason? like
1: To put each other on each other's health insurance and do that without that. to visit hospital. You
0: can't. Yeah, you can.
1: I've been married. I mean, the reason we got married was to get on each other's health insurance. Yeah, but the, what year? Because the they, they've done company, things
0: now where you could just declare somebody your whatever. There's a, a term for it, a uh, life partner. There's or, also tax breaks uh, something or like that.
1: something like that. There there are lots of legal reasons, and it's never happened, but if your you know, partner is in the hospital, I've never heard of them asking for a marriage certificate, but you could provide the marriage certificate in order right, to get married. So I like there's no legal reason to get married. It's simply wrong.
0: But but like there's ways that you can still get that same effect without the actual state marriage license. It still involves the state, of course, where you can declare somebody your uh, your legal representative uh, in right. certain ways. And then you can have you know jurisdiction over their life just as you would as if you had the marriage license.
1: Right. But if you have to involve the state anyway, then why go through all those after hoops instead of just I getting a license? Uh,
0: but the the people who have approached me have all uh, wanted to involve the state licensing. in the, And so I'm like, no, besides, like, I would much rather go to the reception than the wedding. Right. I sure. don't, I'm not big on the ceremony stuff. And particularly if it's like a religious wedding you know, where they, they've got all the God stuff going on. It's like, I don't care what you do. I'm not going to judge you for you doing that, but I don't want to be involved in that particular aspect, right? If you guys want to declare your undying love to each other for the rest of your lives in front of a whole bunch of people, great. Do it. Uh, just invite me to the party.
1: Right. Well, I, I don't have any objection to it. If people want to involve the state, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do the paperwork. Like, I think Nikki forgot the marriage license, but I think Matt brought it. Like, I've got to fill it out and take it.
0: License. Like, you need to ask government permission to get married.
1: It's more like a notification than an actual license because they, they don't... The, Mississippi had some grounds for refusing to do it, but it was actually it, you, if they just made sure you weren't, like, first cousins. Yeah. Like, that was the actual reason they did it. I've struggled with depression, anxiety, and crap like that my whole life, and the solution was to do some shrooms every once in a <laughs> while, well, right, and it, yeah. it would go away, and I would be fine, and not have to deal with depression. But, like, this isn't treatable like that was. There's something much deeper here that I, I want to say is most likely PTSD. Like, just, just something damaged me on the day of the raid and it, oh, do you think? And I it mean, hasn't like, recovered. Yeah,
0: that is that is a trauma event for everybody involved in the raid, and even some people who weren't, like some people who live vicariously through the events of the crypto six, who are they feel depressed because this happened, right? Because it is an attack on freedom. It's an attack on freedom of speech. It's an attack on the radio show. It's attack on the listeners. Not just an attack on on y'all. And yes, first and foremost, it was an attack on y'all right and that you know that's sort of the the beginning of it but like other people that that effect trickles down right because of just the exposure that we have of doing a radio show
1: yeah so it's it's something I'm aware that I'm aware of and that I would like to fix and like when I do go out and do things I do have fun it's not like I'm not having fun or yeah. something it's just that I want to go be lethargic I want to go withdraw into myself and I don't know why but I- so that's it's a weird thing.
0: I've said this before. I, as just a person, and I'm 51 now. I've I've adjusted my my life to certain you know ways of being. I require a significant amount of alone time just to exist in sure. the world today. And sometimes it's difficult to explain that to people. You know, uh, people want to come over, people want me to go out, you know, that kind of thing. It's like I just you know I need some me time. I just need to chill and be with my own thoughts, be doing my own stuff. Right. You know, uh, sometimes I find uh, just doing nothing with no sound. I, some people refer to it as meditation, like I'm doing some form of meditation, which I probably am. I just didn't know that that's what it was called. I
1: don't but know like, if I would call it that. I think meditation is a directed, conscious, deliberate
0: thing. But I'll sit like in a room with, you know, no music or sound on, and I'll just sit there and think for okay, that's an meditating. hour or yeah. something, right? And somebody's like, well, you're meditating, dude. Yeah, that's meditating. okay. I just didn't know that that's, you know, there was a clinical name for this thing. But, like, to me, that that allows me to sort of center myself and, like, you know, realign my priorities, figure out what it is. I like to do things on purpose, and I get scattered just as a person. I got 17, 18 projects that are all, you know, less than 2% started that I want to get back to, but I never do. And so uh, I need this sort of alone time to recalibrate and prioritize the things that are important so I can get something done. Right. Because I'm a little bit of a scatterbrain when it comes to things that I want to accomplish.
1: Well, I've always needed alone time as well. And, I mean, that's a valuable thing. I I have my cats for that. They sort of recharge my social batteries because I can just, like, chill and pet my cats. And it's just me and them. And it's great. But it's something—it's something more fundamental going mm. on with me than just needing alone time. I still get alone time, and you know, I've always gotten alone time. And That hasn't changed, and the need for that hasn't changed. But it's—it's it's very curious, and I've always been an introvert anyway. So yeah. I'm probably the only one who really notices the difference, at least to the degree that, at least to this degree, because I've always been an introvert and. Generally, I get, like, adopted by extroverts who are like, hey, Arya," and they drag me out into sure, things. And, yeah. you know, I'm unwilling to go, but I go and then I have fun and, you know, I stop being introverted. And you know how that goes. It's, it's I a do. classic introvert sort of thing, right? And when I first came to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it was Will Coley of Muslims for Liberty, called a freedom, who was, quote, the extrovert who adopted me and dragged me to things. And, yeah. of course, he had a family, so he wasn't into, like, a lot of the things that happened at the of My Freedom Festival. So that was an interesting experience. And then after that, it was sort of, I, I guess Ian adopted me as his pet introvert at that point. And that, that's the Fork Fest that I will always remember. And pictures from that one are the desktop background of my computer because it was a lot of fun and... It was just a great experience, yeah. right? And I I actually think that was also the year that FUD played here, if I remember correctly.
0: Four years ago?
1: Yeah, well, three three years three? ago. okay. Yeah, well, it depends on how you measure it, right? 20, this is the third.
0: Let's see, I moved in 2019 in May, and I think.
1: This is the second year that Ian was not able to really attend. So three years ago, whatever year that was. Yeah. Regardless, you know. That year was like, it was also, that was peak ForkFest year, right? That was when Fork Fest was its biggest and its best, and it was fantastic.
0: I know when I say this, I'm speaking for a bunch of people that I know and probably a bunch of listeners, but uh, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I, I feel sorry for what you're going through. Like, no, sorry you. is not the right word, but like, you have my sympathies. I appreciate um, it. And, and in my opinion, you're doing a stand-up job of, of toughing through it. There's not a lot of people could like handle that pressure and continue to do this show and continue to you know do all the things that you're doing in your life. I know you're prepping for this eventuality, and so you've got a lot of stuff to take care of responsibility-wise with you know your pets and you know you're trying to do things with your stuff and make sure everything's secure. So when you get back out, you can you know still have some sort of a life. Um, You're doing a fantastic job. I think a lot of other people would have cracked by now.
1: Thank you. It's it's difficult. I mean, obviously, it's going to be difficult, right? You have this sort of damn leasing, but it's it's not that much harder now than it was the entire time as I was w- under pretrial supervision, waiting on this trial. Or I've, ever since March the sixteenth, I've been waiting on something, and that's no way to live. That's a terrible way to live. Yeah, you should live in the present moment, not in the future. Not in the past. You should live in the present. But when there's so much crap going on in your life, it becomes very, very difficult to live in the present. And I still try to. Don't get me wrong. And I still think it's possible. And that's the only reason I can sit here doing this show, right, yeah. and be fine. It's, it's not that I'm like burying it or anything like that. that. No, I'm choosing to be here right now and to experience this. I'm not experiencing ten days from now. I'm experiencing this moment here. Ten yeah. days from now, I can experience that. Right. right? But It's it's very very difficult to do that when. So one of the things that I want to write about when I'm in prison, right, is, you see all of these, these stories that begin with like you know, sort of a flashback, like there there I was in this situation, thinking to myself, how did I get here, Mm -hmm. and playing all of these things, but that's not what happens, right? When, When you're in that situation, you're not thinking about the past. It's the future that you're thinking about, so and and I want to write about that because that to me is the interesting. I knew exactly as I you know rode with the U.S. Marshals to Concord Jail, I knew exactly how I had gotten there. Right. What I did not know was how I was going to get out of there. Yeah. And that was where my brain immediately went. There were there were things within like my present life that I was worried about, like my cats and stuff like that. But like no one in that situation sits around reflecting on how they got there. They know how they got there because it's obvious. They know how they got there. We know what we did that brought us, in, in general, yeah. that brought us into this situation. But anyway, so... It's most people live in the past or in the future and very, very much not in the moment. And I've always tried to live in the moment. But when there's so much impending going on and then, of course, you're waiting on to get out of jail. You're waiting on a meeting with your attorney for your supervised release terms to change. Then for this next hearing to happen and then for another hearing to happen and then this other hearing. And then you have a you know that there's an additional indictment coming, a superseding indictment, where they're going to charge you with even more stuff. And through all of this, you're waiting on this distant future thing that is the trial, and it's just... When you're waiting on that much stuff, it's really hard to live in the
0: present. The attack of the state doesn't end just when you're arrested, just when you're raided. It doesn't end there, and in fact, it continues on for years and years and years. And something that I think... A lot of people maybe innately know who listen to free talk live maybe innately know that when people do a show like this the risk that is being taken by anybody who appears on this show is quite large because the state does not like what we do right and so these are the risks that are being taken now uh, I think that the hosts of Free Talk Live uh, put their money where their mouth is by doing so, by appearing on this show, by talking about freedom, liberty, you know, peaceful resolution, the non aggression principle, uh, prosperity, how to be prosperous despite the fact that there's this overwhelming behemoth of a state that is literally oppressing everybody under its wing.
1: I was one of the first people here. It was really weird. I'm not used to being one of the first people
0: here. <laughs> you're you're becoming an overachiever.
1: <laughs> not not at all. But <laughs> usually there are other, you know, people here doing stuff. And this year I wanna say I was the first fork fester here. I think I beat Chris here, oh, if that's I amazing. remember correctly. But I, I don't really know the it was just it was just strange to get here and look around and like none of these people were here yesterday. When, yeah. when i got here and i just sort of did my things took my time setting up and i think i did a pretty good job it, it looks great right yeah. actually managed to put the top the tarp on top of the canopy this year because it's as mentioned it's going to rain every single day yep, yep. and usually it doesn't rain enough for that to matter but the the canopy here does have a few tiny holes in it but it usually yeah. doesn't matter yeah but when it's raining every single day you know Let's do something about it. So this year, the big highlight of Fork Fest is the wedding that is taking place. And that's going to be, for us, it's tomorrow. For people listening, it will have already happened. So if you're listening, you missed the wedding. Sucks for you. Maybe next year. Yep. If there's a wedding next year. And then, of course, after that, the Porcupine Freedom Festival kicks off. And that's going to be... A wonderful experience. And I'm in looking between to those it.
0: two things, too, uh, I'm doing a listening party for that's my right. three song EP on Sunday night, Fork Fest Eve, or Pork Fest Eve, if you will. Well, that's
1: still Fork Fest.
0: It is still Fork Fest, yeah. And I wanted to do it during Fork Fest specifically, and I thought the best night to do it would be Sunday night, right? Well, you know, sort of the. That way wanna... you're
1: not competing with the wedding and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And also, like, I'm not competing with Pork Fest as well, right? Because they have so many things going on during the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, and that way, people who come early, you know, for the Porcupine Freedom Fest, maybe they get to hear it. You know, they yep. can come by. I've got T-shirts for sale, and you know, all that kind of thing. I've got a limited run of thirty uh, USB cards that are customized for Fork Fest and Pork Fest. Very cool. Uh, that even say that that contain not only the three song EP, but all three music videos. And then there's some extra stuff, too, some, like, random jams with people and just some bonus files, right? To, okay, you know, awesome. Extra stuff like you would expect to get. And it's exclusive for this. The EP doesn't actually drop until Independence Day. So okay. that's when it's it's available on, like, Amazon and Spotify and, and Apple, iTunes, all that crap. It doesn't happen until Independence Day. And if that's how you're going to get it, you're going to get the three-song EP, but none of the extras. So I wanted to do something special, particularly for ForkFest Fest. Uh, but also for the Porcupine Freedom Festival because, you know, Fork Fest is a fork of that. And so folks who come and meet me and attend in person, you get something extra that nobody else is getting.
1: Very cool, man. And that's happening at RV47, like right next next to us, right?
0: I've got uh, some signs and stuff I'll put up.
1: That was another indicator that there was something wrong with me, is that, like, since the raid, my desire to make—I've had to force myself to make— any music at all, Ooh, and yeah. and even then, I almost never complete them. The closest thing I got to getting a song completed was um, "All for One" and "All for Nothing," and it it everything had to be retracked again after I recorded it because I just sort of did the the layout the first few times, and you know, I got the song composed. I guess is the best way to put it. I got it composed, but then I did nothing with it, and I just I couldn't find. Even though there's so much bubbling in me that I want to say, I don't know how to take all of that and convert it into anything because there's just too much of it. They wanted to keep me out so that the Bureau of Prisons could figure out how to deal with a trans person. Because under Trump, you just went to whatever prison you were assigned at birth. right? And that's pretty much what it is under Biden too. But Biden created a committee. So don't worry, everyone. There's a committee, a committee involved. They're going to study things and defer things to a council, and the council is going to vote and defer it to a different committee, uh-huh. and that committee has a subcommittee uh-huh. that will send it to the subcommittee of the subcommittee, and at some point, someone, we're two months into this, by the way, will figure out what damn prison they want to send me to.
0: Or, so, or they won't, and they'll postpone it, and you won't have to go for longer.
1: I don't think they can do that.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I mean, they're I don't know. The state.
1: Yeah, that's true. They can do whatever they want, right? I don't think they would do that, though. I think they would just have me say, "Okay, well, report to Cheshire County while we figure out what to do with you." And uh, I don't understand why they're not doing that either. Like a lot of county jails throughout the United States, they do have federal prisoners in them when they're not serving long sentences. Like if you're serving twelve months, it it, it it's too much trouble right. to transport you to a prison. And have you there for, I mean, and if you're, if you're sentenced to 12 months, you're probably going to be out in six to nine. Yeah. So that's a lot of trouble to go through for someone who's going to be out in six to nine months. So they usually just send you to a local county jail and you spend your time there.
0: Outsourcing. Outsourcing.
1: Yeah, I said, they might do that. They're like, okay, all right, we haven't figured this out yet, so report to Cheshire County Jail and just chill there for a, a little while while we figure this out. But, like, guys, if you haven't figured this out by now, and again, we're almost two months into this, two months since I was sentenced. Right. And they haven't contacted me. People have been asking since the week of my sentencing, where are you going? Have you found out where you're going yet? Guys, it's the government. How did libertarians forget this? They're not efficient. They're not in a hurry.
0: They have no incentive.
1: They are doing this with all of the passion and and excitement of the DMV. Yeah, and that's all it is. If not less, right? And so some can, and we don't know what's going to happen. Right with me? I would honestly, both situations suck. Women's prison has their own issues, especially the Connecticut Women's uh, Federal Prison. I can't remember the name of it right now Danbury. Yeah. It's got a pretty bad reputation for a minimum security prison camp. And, like, this is the place that Orange is the New Black was based off of. And, oh, yeah, okay. and the girl who wrote Orange is the New Black, I don't remember, I, the book may have been the same name, I don't remember, but like, she described people being, you know, f- um, having used tampons snuck into their food, having their, her head forcefully shaved by other inmates, like, pe- people had this idea that, you know, I'm going to go to female prison and it's going to be like, pillow, pie, pillow fights and lingerie, <laughs> Country no. Country
0: club, right, yeah, you're going to get massages and yeah, pedicures and a eucalyptus steam bath? Right, it's prison. And it's
1: every bit as vicious as any men's prison. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to the possibility of going to it. But then, men's prison, not any better. I honestly yeah. think it would be easier for me to go to a men's prison. Wow. I, I think I would get less pushback and I would be more likely to be left alone.
0: But, because I, I, I mean, like, I, I've known a couple of uh, women who have been to women's prison, and they both say, That uh, they think that women's prison Federal prison, that is Is more vicious than men's prison And I was surprised by that coming from women I'm
1: not, <laughs> but um, n- neither situation is good. But that does sure. seem to be what people think. Oh, you can go to a women's prison and you know just have sex for the 18 next two months. Or whatever. Well, No, first of all, that's a terrible idea. You do something mm-hmm. like that, you're probably going to end up with more time.
0: What's the old joke? He couldn't get laid in a women's prison with a fistful of pardons. Well, you shouldn't get laid
1: <laughs> in a women's prison because <laughs> it just creates so many possible issues. Right? There's a possible issue with jealousy, and you're not allowed to have relationships in prison right they frown upon that they, they know what's going to happen right but like you're not supposed to do that
0: hey daily Digest listeners this is Riley blake i enjoy free talk live and i know you do too but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy so i produce the daily digest
1: No, you know I tried to play this song a few weeks ago. Like, just, yeah, just sitting around my house, I was like, yeah, I haven't played that in a while, let's play it. And, like, I don't remember how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a song that, this is uh, Broken Man by Rebel Sync and we played it at uh, Fort Fest yeah, here Rebel three Inc. years ago. I keep
0: forgetting the, the name. People will call into like, Beer Talk Live, and, hey, what was the name of the, the band of the intro music? And I've said it so many times, but I can never remember. Rebel Inc.
1: Rebel Sync, yep. Or Rebelink, I don't know. Yeah, it's singular. Okay, and I wanted to play it, and I just—I remember it was tuned down to uh to C sharp, or I mean, or D flat, whatever you want to call Didn't it. It's, we play it. It's drop D? drop D, but it's down yeah. half a second. No, I used a separate guitar for it. Oh, okay. To make things a little bit easier, and. It was a lot of fun to play, but I just I don't I haven't played it since yeah. right. That three years ago was the last time I played that song, and I have, I don't remember. I remember the that solo part at the beginning because yeah. it was just two notes and some bends. But that's yeah. I, I wish I could remember more. If it makes that. you
0: feel any better, I uh, totally botched the lyrics during the performance. So, nice. like Well, I botched you know, we the shows. So. We got at at some point, and I had the lyrics written down, and I was trying hard to memorize them. You know, before the show, because I that was the one song that I didn't have completely memorized. And so we got to some point, and I remember just like looking around at you guys while you were still playing and going, I have no idea what I'm supposed <laughs> to be singing right here, if anything. You know, I'm like, where are we in this song? And so I just sort of ad-libbed a little bit, and we eventually ended the song, and everyone was like, yay. So it all— Yeah, no one notices. Yeah, no one notices these things when you're on stage. But when you're on stage and you're in the moment, these little tiny moments of seconds seem to take forever. They can't—yes. You they- know, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been, I've been screwing this part up for five minutes. When it, no, it's like five seconds.
1: That that solo for Inter Sandman is the one that sticks out most in my mind because that was where I completely lost the ability to see, and I was just- <laughs> right. we were playing.
0: It was dark. We only had tiki torches for lights. We had no stage lighting whatsoever.
1: And I did not put nearly enough oil in the tiki torch that was on my side. I thought it lasted longer than that, but like halfway through the show, it was almost completely gone. And by the time Inter Sandman came, I was just a black silhouette. Like- going like, off a
0: touch listening back to some of the the video footage that, that somebody captured I like I don't like the footage that was captured it was you know a crappy cam and, and that kind of a thing so of course it, it doesn't sound as good as it could have Well, I
1: mean we but, put it together in three weeks so. right right
0: but like I, I am impressed with how all three of us were able to pull it off without being able to see. Like, the, like yeah. the drummer probably had the easiest time because there's, you know, the chrome rims around each of the drums. Yeah. So any little bit of light might have illuminated the drums just enough for the drummer to see. But you and I, I know I couldn't see my fretboard at no, all. I
1: couldn't see anything. So no. I
0: was, I was w- what I call press and pray. I was pressing on the strings, praying that I landed on the appropriate fret because I could not see the dots at all. So it's all just muscle memory, hoping that I remembered the riff appropriately and like for by, by hooker crook we pulled it off so it was impressive
1: and it came out good i mean it wasn't the it wasn't the worst show i've ever but i had to give that some serious some thought because it it was not a good show, but it was not the worst I've ever not played. Not the worst
0: I've ever played either. Uh,
1: and it was fun and people seemed to enjoy it. And for
0: pulling it together as fast as we did, right? <laughs> I mean, it was a good time.
1: I hate that I wasn't as... My GNX 3 was giving me problems then and, and, yeah. and I've since learned what it was that it was doing, but like some of the settings, like some of the gain was turned up on this particular channel and not that channel and I was using channel 21 when we practiced and we did the sound checks and then for yeah. the performance I ended up on sound on channel 22 or whatever. Miscellaneous, loop things like that that completely screwed things up but all in all and the only reason that was the case was because i was really unfamiliar i hadn't used that amp yeah. anyway so it yeah. was all you know but it was good and it was a lot of fun and you know i just i wish i could remember how to play that song but well and i like- mostly moved to playing bass lately right
0: that's what you were saying, yeah. yeah. You're doing some slapping and popping? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
1: I mean, if you're going to play bass, play it like a bass, right? Yeah. Uh, I I recorded one video. And I was like, someone was like, hey, are you using a pick? I was like, why would I use a pick to play bass? No. Oh, thank
0: you. Like, there are some uh, types of music that like, I think playing bass with a pick is required if you're not uh, what I call uh, an active bass player, right? A sure. passive bass player, a song that requires passive bass playing is where the bassist literally follows the guitar. Uh, maybe there's an occasional variance here and there just to let you know, hey, there's some bass here, right, outside of the, the like low Like Breaking Benjamin or someone like that? Yeah, you know, or, or there might be an occasional, like, a, you know, one pop uh, on the bass, but uh, mostly, like, what I call passive bass playing, a pick is just fine for that stuff. But yeah. when it comes to active bass playing, where the bass player is playing something fundamentally different than the guitar player or players, then I think fingers and slap and pop are required
1: cryptocurrency was in many ways like my main piece of activism. Yeah. Right. That was what I did. And I, that was what I promoted. I was out there every day doing something in regard to cryptocurrency. And now for more than two years, I haven't been able to touch the stuff and I hate it. And I've watched Keen sort of lose its status as the crypto mecca because of this. And, like, that sucks. I, I used to do the crypto tours. As I mentioned, you know, I'm heavily into this cryptocurrency thing. Yeah. And I was the one who did the crypto tours when people came to Keen and they wanted someone to show them all. Like, all right, let's go.
0: Yeah.
1: And... That continued. On the verge, had me do the for them. Uh, someone who visited me from the, f- who visited from the United Kingdom, had me do it for them. And there have been a few crypto tours since the raid. But it's such a sad, hollow, empty shell of what it was. It's like, well, if you look way down there, there is a business that accepts Bitcoin. And if you look way down there on the other side, there's one. And that one used to. And that one used yeah. to. And that one used to. And that one used to.
0: I, uh, I forget to mention this all the time, but here at ForkFest and PorkFest, uh, you know, I have T-shirts and this EP thing. I am not taking FRNs. Nice. Like that. that is, you know, I've said it on the radio a couple of times. I'm horrible at promoting my own stuff, so I, yeah, I don't know how much I've done, but I, I am refusing FRNs. I will take gold, silver, gold backs, cryptocurrency. Uh, all of those things are available option for you. If, for whatever reason, you're, you're here and you're trying to buy something from me and all you have is FRNs, turn around.
1: And come and, see me and, because and, I have gold I will sell you.
0: And ask somebody. That's like, there are so many people here or no, going to be just here. Just come to
1: me. I, I need to sell the gold because I got a $5,000 fine to pay. So forget come all find of those Arya. other people. Yeah, Find me cuz I've got plenty of gold that I am selling. I'm not intentionally selling it anymore cuz I'm like I stopped by on the way up here to pay the fine and that sucked. But like I was driving by Concord anyway, so yeah. killed two birds with one stone and I had to pay 2500 of it at least before going to prison. Yeah. And I don't know Wait,
0: what or else what. They're going to throw you in prison?
1: They'll probably hold me in prison longer.
0: Oh, okay. So right. I mean, cuz I was just like, well, Like, can they really increase your punishment somehow? Can they threaten you with jail if they're already going? It's contempt of
1: court if you don't obey, so... What if
0: if you were poor and couldn't pay? Well,
1: they shouldn't have fined me, right? Agreed. My attorney said the entire time that they weren't going to fine me because it it was silly for them to... But they find me anyway. And again, even that was half of the fine that I was supposed to be given. So like consistently, the judge took whatever I was supposed to have done to me and he cut it in half. And I don't know what that says, but that's what happened. Yeah. Right. But anyway, so I stopped by on the way up here and paid part of that fine. It was frustrating. I had talked to my attorney again because my attorney has an office right there by the courthouse, yeah. which is super convenient. So I was like, hey, i got to stop by and pay this fine, and I've got a dog and two cats with me, so I need to leave the car running. So I don't want to just park on the street. right? Yeah. So I, can I park in your driveway? He was like, yeah, of course. Blah, 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 blah. And then he mentioned to me my studio equipment that the FBI has that they took from me on March the 16th. They took a bunch of stuff, but they took out they took, of my, like your
0: compressors and gates and stuff? No, they oh. took my
1: computer and an a external hard drive.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And the reason the external hard drive is significant is because it has the only remaining copies of all the music I wrote before oh, coming no. to New Hampshire. Oh. And it, there are a few songs that I have in other places and yeah. I've since redownloaded, but like the full collection is on that external hard drive and all the music I was working on. Plus I was back then I was doing something called bad movie club yeah. where some friends and I would hang out. We would watch bad movies and record it. And yeah. then we, you know, edit it and make it entertaining and throw it online. All of those clips, all of those unfinished episodes, all of those unfinished songs that I was working on, all of that stuff is on that studio computer and on that external hard drive. And they took it. And we, my attorney and I pointed out to them, to the prosecutors, Hey, this stuff, it says here in the discovery that it just contains a bunch of music files and nothing related to cryptocurrency, so can ARIA have this stuff back? Right. And the prosecutor said, yeah, we don't we don't have any problem with that. Yeah, just contact the FBI. And the, So they got that worked out. My attorney was supposed to meet with the FBI agent on, on next Thursday. He's going to bring it to me. Yeah. And then he didn't. And he followed up, and it turns out that they don't want to give it back to me because of the... Because of the rage on the studio in 2016, what? I wasn't even in New Hampshire when right. this happened. What does that have to do? They said because of the lawsuit filed by the Shire Free Church and Ian against the FBI, they don't, they won't relinquish my stuff. The real hangout right now for Free Talk Live, it's not, it's not anything in person or anything like that. It's just that we have to. We have to put more into the internet part of it than we, than we really have been. And yeah. Free Talk Live has been a podcast for since podcast began, right? But our social media presence in particular has to be changed. And this is something that Bonnie and I have actively been working on. It's going,
0: it is improving, by yeah. the way, recently. Oh, like it's, that, signa- it's yeah.
1: significantly better than it's ever been. Uh, like, now Free Talk Live will actually like your stuff and share your stuff and comment. And Free Talk Live posts are getting likes and shares and, like... Mark was under the impression that we we needed to hire we need to hire somebody to come manage our social media blah 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 blah. I'm like Mark, the problem here, he, Mark wants us to have more tools. We need more tools. We and need to like, hire programmers to
0: come in and make new things for us to use. When, I'm, I'm all for tools, but you have to have a, an express, explicit purpose before you go get the tools.
1: Well, the problem right here is that we like, we already have countless tools that we're not using, right? You want to hire someone to program this thing for you to increase our internet presence when you could just have me tweeting for you for free, right? How about instead of doing any of that, you let me and Bonnie and whoever else wants to, Nikki and some others, just start posting stuff to social media and we'll see how that goes. And in the few months that it's been going on, it's substantially improved. We've lost a lot of followers, sure, but we lost a lot of followers when Free Talk Live brought me on. And when they brought Bonnie on, yeah. and when they brought Rich Paul... These, this is how things go. And the the trolls in the Matrix chat that, you know, have, have a hard-on for Mark... I don't know if I can say that. Well, I said it, and I'm not going to... But the trolls in the Matrix chat... They they think Free Talk Live is like going downhill because it's it's no longer dominated by conservative libertarians and it's more dominated by more liberal libertarians now. Is that
0: true though? It I is. Mean, like, it's definitely true. Like, how do we measure our listenership in that way? No, like, it's
1: don't... not. It's the hosts that we're measuring, not the listeners. It's the hosts, right? The hosts oh, are more liberal okay. now. Where really?
0: Am I more liberal? Am I more? conservative? I don't know.
1: It. So, I mean, we, like, Mark isn't on the show very often, and Conan, of course, quit the show, and they, they were our more conservative voices, okay. and Mark is still on the show a lot, obviously, but instead of Mark, you have more Aria, and more Bonnie, and Nikki, and none of us are leftists, right? The the people on the right say I'm a leftist, but people on the left call me a yeah. Nazi,
0: so... I, I get the opposite of that. I get people on the left wanting to identify with me, and then people on the right also wanting to identify with me. And okay. I'm like, that's so weird because yeah. usually there's like an opposition. It's like the lefties are going to be like, that guy's so far right. And the righties are going to be that guy's so far left. But that's not the case. And I'm like, that's weird.
1: That is weird because I get like, exactly the opposite,
0: right? Like, like And like I, I know that I come like my upbringing, I, I have several families, but like more of the families were sort of conservative Christian than weren't. Okay, And so that's like sort of the basis of my childhood. But then, you know, I left home and I wandered the earth like came from Kung Fu and I learned a bunch of stuff. And then I ended up in lefty paradise, Seattle, Washington, right, for 20 years. And so, like, did that have an influence on me? Absolutely. But I think I think that's what made me anarchist philosophically, was experiencing both the far right and the far left. Right. Over a different period of my time. And then when it came time to examine it, I was like, I'm neither of those.
1: Okay, yeah. You
0: know, I, I and I'm not a centrist either, because people are like, well, you're just in the middle, like most people. Most people, I think, are in the middle of left and right. Well, then right. they
1: need to read their Bibles. And I'm I'm like, yeah. Because the middle sucks.
0: Yeah, I don't think most people are in the middle. I don't think centrism is a thing. I think that uh, they're confusing not wanting to participate in a system of violence with being in the middle politically.
1: Right. I, I tend to be more toward anarchists, obviously. But I think I actually have a lot of my upbringing to thank for that because, like, my mother was not a good parent. Neither was my father. They were both terrible parents, drug addicts, you know, abusive. They weren't abusive toward me or each other. But my mom kept dating abusive men. And to my father's credit, he never beat my mother, never never raised a hand to her. But a lot of drugs, a lot of just terrible parenting in general. But... One of the earliest memories I have that deals with the government in any capacity was when my mother had taken us and we lived out in this house in the middle of nowhere and the sheriff came up to take us, take my sister and I away from our mother yeah. and make us go live with our grandmother. This is not, I didn't want this. Right. My sister didn't want this. Our mom didn't want this. So who was this other entity right. that was in charge of me that could yeah. that could tell my actual mother, no, you don't get to make the decisions here. And that I think predisposed me to question authority because that made me ask what gives them the right to take me, to take this crying child out of their mother's arms and send them elsewhere. What the hell gives them the right to do that?
0: Based on, on my past as a child, the things that have happened to me don't happen uh, to people. And then they become well adjusted individuals as adults, right? It's, it's, it's not, very frequent that those things occur. Uh, I could have ended up in prison. I could have ended up a junkie. I could have ended up both, right? Uh, and I didn't. And why I don't I can't really tell you. I can't put my finger on, you know, what prevented that. I did plenty of drugs. I was a rebellious youth, right? You know, all all of those things that happen, you know, to children of abuse happened. but for whatever reason, I escaped. The worst of it. Well, congrats right? on that, and, and I'm I'm glad for that. And if anything, the reason, one of the many reasons that I do stuff like Free Talk Live is so that other people don't have to experience that. Like I'm right. I'm attempting to share my experiences with the world so that you can learn from somebody else's past without having to go through it yourself.
1: That would be that that would be ideal, right? I mean, because I never really give any thought why to why. I talk why like before I was doing free talk live. I was making videos. And I started my own podcast called "Rantings and Ravings." Like way back when I lived in Mississippi, I've always interested in creating some sort of content, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Like, what am I trying to accomplish here? I honestly don't know. But that that would be a good goal, right? Is preventing someone from having to make the mistakes I made, or in my case, I think. Telling them, like, there's hope. It it will change. It doesn't matter what it's like for you right now. You know, give it some time. It will change. Things will get better.
0: Or even that it's possible. Like, the situation that you're in right now might be just heinous and unbearable and all that kind of thing. But it is possible for you to get out of that situation. It is possible for you to outgrow that situation. And you touched on something a little bit earlier, too. uh, Consent, right? Uh, As a child... Consent is sort of innate. You understand it. You're like, I didn't give you permission to do that. You know, why are you doing this? You're wronging me, right? It's understood fundamentally as a child. Uh, And then people sort of, they seem to outgrow that. They seem to forget what consent is. But if you just take the word consent, and I know the left is real big on consent. Right, that's one of their. They're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. when it comes to
1: with everything except the government, they're big on it. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, when it comes to you know, sicking the government on people or making laws for other people, they're real big on the word consent. Well, if they take that and just apply it logically to every area of their life, you realize that the state, that is the organization commonly known as government, exists in violation of consent.
1: Yeah, and you know, I would point out to them that I don't consent to it, and they go, "Well, blah 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 blah," but no, let them put that I don't consent to being ruled by the U.S. government, right,
0: or anybody for that matter. I'm perfectly capable right. of ruling myself,
1: but only the U.S. government claims to have the authority to rule over me, and they're like, "Well, yes, but you live in a society." No, I I was born here. Society lives around me, right? Right. A society is something that you choose to join. Right. What, what we have here is isn't a society, it's being press ganged. This, you people press ganged me into joining service on your ship and then said, if I disobey your captain, I'm going to be put in the brig. And then, because I did disobey no other crime, but I disobeyed the captain, I'm going to the brig in 10 days. I got press ganged into this. I didn't choose to join this. I didn't go, man, that ship looks great. Let me join it. Like right. I did with the Shire Society or Free Talk Live. Right. Those are actual, well, Free Talk Live is not a society, but Shire Society is an actual. Society. is something that has these characteristics and you look at it and you say, I want to join that. Yeah. If what it there's nothing people like to say we live in a society or whatever. What exactly is good about this situation where you press gank people into joining, where you don't give them a choice, where right. you say, join our society, obey us, or die. And that's ultimately the line that they're they're yeah, drawing.
0: Absolutely. They have
1: all of these obfuscations around it, but the reality is that if the police tell you to do something and you don't do it, they will use any force necessary to make you to obey, up to and including killing you.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.